What do you think? I think we're dead meat. Real dead meat. You're dead meat! Go ahead and laugh, you guys. If I ever find a little bastard, it's business. Welcome to the Dead Meat Podcast, your horror safe haven. I'm Chelsea. And I'm James. And we're engaged and we like to get scared together. You're still getting used to it, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Last week, I mentioned we were going to do this movie this week, White Noise 2005, because the trailer for this movie scared me so much, I had not seen it until last week or whatever whenever we watched this a couple days ago yeah did it live up to the hype absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) it had okay red flag number one it has a seven percent on rotten tomatoes i'd say red flag number one is it was made in 2005 that's another red flag it's pg-13 yeah i fucking hate this era of horror movies and i know that there are lots of people maybe our age or a couple of years younger who have a fondness for these 2000s supernatural horror movies that are often PG-13. I fucking can't stand them. I don't really like them either. It's what got me out of horror. Like, I was into horror as a kid, and then 2000s roll around, and there's this wave of these movies, All a lot of them inspired by The Ring, and I, I just, I, I, I got so sick of them. I was like, this is bullshit. This isn't horror. I've seen Darkness Falls and shit like that. I just checked out for a oh, yeah i haven't seen years. that either yeah darkness there uh I, I haven't seen mothman prophecies i heard that's that gets grouped along with these what there's like the fear inc or the fear.com oh fear.com yeah. yeah there's just a whole bunch of bullshit that's in the this era that it just felt like they were making horror movies to make money as opposed to like making it out of a love for the genre. Yeah, and they certainly learned with this one that they could make a horror movie just to make money. That was shocking. I did not know this before like reading the Wikipedia for this or before you you mentioned this last week on the podcast because mm. I don't think you knew what this movie was. I even. had never fucking heard of this. Thing. So it's weird <laughs> that this movie that I hadn't seen and that James had never heard of actually is kind of influential in terms of how it changed horror movie marketing and releases because apparently this movie was a january release and made enough money for studios to rethink the concept of january being kind of like a movie release graveyard yeah for anyone who doesn't know or never really thought about it you know uh traditionally and things are definitely changing with streaming covid everything but you know the big releases were around holidays for films uh summer blockbusters were a thing because the kids were out of school obviously you got your your christmas season your holiday season where people are off of work and school again and uh also the end of the year tends to be when the oscar movies come out Mm -hmm. like november december because they're getting in just in time to be eligible and so like you have a plethora of options of like do you want a big blockbuster movie that'll be there do you want like a a really well-made artsy movie that'll be there too and then january rolls around and studios are like okay people are back to school back to work they're focusing on their new year's resolutions no one's gonna go to the fucking movies just dump whatever you think is gonna be do poorly into a january february release but apparently white noise was released in january made a whole bunch of money despite being a fucking garbage movie it's really bad with what seven percent on rotten tomatoes seven percent which is impressive honestly i don't know if it should be that low i'm not saying it should be certified fresh but it but like maybe like a 15 i'll give you 15 you know what i mean but it's just so uninspired it's It's not fucking very good i would rather watch a bad movie than what this is yeah so the the conceit of this and why the trailer scared me so much when i saw it in i don't know what movie i saw it before and i was again way too old to be it would have been a a thriller or something that you saw in 2004 hmm. since this came out january 2005 oh was that 2003 i think red eye i think was 2003 oh was it 2003 mm-hmm. i went to the movies a lot though around this age 2003, i saw 2004. every fucking movie yeah me too i man. wish i i wish i could go back and tell myself cherish this you have all kinds of free time to just dick around and go see movies whenever yeah every single week my friends and i would because the our mjr in southgate was like 
blocks away from our middle school. So we would just go from the middle school up to yeah. MJR. I saw like every random ass release, mm-hmm. I feel Anger like. Anger management, saw that in theaters. Yeah. Like anything from 2003, yeah. I saw. I saw Cat in the Hat in theaters. I think I did too. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So anyway, the, the trailer for this was... And we I, we just watched we just it before watched we filmed it. this too. It's I, not bad. Yeah, it's not. But do you, I I feel like you are judging me a little bit. No, for being this no, not at all. White noise is scary. It's creepy. staticky and the voices coming through. The you, way they did it in the trailer, and there are there are some creepy moments in fleeting this. Fleeting moments I, in this film that are creepy. I think that's why it's frustrating <laughs> because it is to me a very scary idea, and there's little like little hints, just like little whiffs of like. This could be something scary, and it's just not. So it's the trailer was like, what you're about to listen to is real, blah, blah. It sounds like John Larroquette from the Texas Chainsaw Master <laughs> It does, narration. yeah, it does, yeah. <laughs> what you are about to hear is real. It has not been edited or enhanced. Uh, I wonder if that's kind of what they were going for. It's probably for. intentional, because it's saying it's a real thing. And just the, like the end of the trailer narration. is like, some movies will change you forever you'll be so fucked up watching them <laughs> that's what he says He's, that's what he says yeah the narrator explains like evp is is ghosts talking through like radio waves or tv static and stuff and they have this creepy audio of all these like ghosts that are like get out of my house it's awful <laughs> i don't know it just really freaked me out i think the the first half i didn't remember that there was movie footage in this trailer i thought it was just the creepy ghost voice you probably looked away by the time the movie i was freaking came. Yeah, yeah it's too scary um this movie does not live up to the scare factor of that trailer it was funny i was reading all the youtube comments and everyone had the same thought that this trailer scared them when they saw it and the movie just doesn't quite live up to it although i was laughing at a lot of people in the YouTube comments saying this movie or this trailer scared me so much when I was little. I'm like, yeah, ha, I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, well, let's just get right into this fucking movie. Cause, sure. God damn. All right. So it opens. We've got like this really awful font. And this is just the beginning unbeknownst to us at the time of every transition in this movie is a fade or a dissolve. That's it's right. Outrageous. I was wondering why all these text cards were dissolving into each and, other. And like really long dissolves. Really long too. dissolves. Like on the then, video track, they just grabbed the end of that dissolve effect and just like pulled it as wide as it could go. Honestly, the movie, and this is made before you would have been editing uh, movies on like a Final Cut Pro or a Premiere, I think. Um, hmm. Would it be? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I. But it's know. as though someone was in the timeline, accidentally control A selected all, and accidentally applied a cross dissolve filter to, to every, every single shot video in cut. This movie. This movie's ha- It's just oops all dissolves. It is oops all dissolves. <laughs> it's it's a lot. There's half of this movie is montage for some reason. I think because there's not <laughs> plot. Like there's as much as like it tries to do a plot. No, no, I wouldn't give it that complaint. I think there's a plot. There's a plot, but so much of this is Michael Keaton sitting around in front of TVs and ignoring like ignoring his son, ignoring his kid, and <laughs> plugging in electronics and like re- like replaying stuff he recorded. It, that's most of this movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Right off the top of the beginning, there's a jump scare with the static. It's right after this kind of main title. There's like static and some hands. Very spooky. It, the the whole intro feels like a trivia murder party vibes. It does. Like if the music you play Jackbox and Jackbox games. Yeah. <laughs> there. Yeah. It's this quote from Thomas Edison about I don't know ghosts <laughs> talking through technology. <laughs> Michael Keaton movies, by the way. If you're dying in them, you're either coming back as Radio Static or Snowman. <laughs> I have in my notes. <laughs> so watch out for that. Michael Keaton is a, he's an architect and Mm -hmm. he is married to his hot second wife who, she's a writer. Yep. And they live. Best-selling international author, they said. Yeah, she's a super famous author, apparently. And they live in this house that is really large and is on a river. It's it's, it's cool. It's, yeah, it's, it's like cool on a little... lake. It's it's a corner lake house because there's like yeah. there's like water on two sides of it. There's like a whole row of houses on this lake, but they got the corner with the the water on both sides. Yeah, it's cool. There's a lot of neighborhoods like this in Michigan where we're from, where there's like um, I, I feel like that's more like up north where you have like subdivisions where each street you have like streets and then there's the house and then behind every house is like 
basically a canal that mm-hmm. like would, so we, all, all the houses have, have docks and, and take their boats out to the lake or whatever yeah, yeah it's pretty cool i i, I like mean the house, house is cool it makes sense he's an architect that's yeah. true yeah he yeah. probably designed his cavernous home mm-hmm. and we find out that his hot wife is pregnant yep even though he has another kid with his first wife. I don't even know the other kid's name. His yep. uh, his his child. Um um who keeps um, spiking the camera. <laughs> that kid looks at the camera. That kid is so in love much. with the camera. <laughs> I don't know if they They stopped caring, dude. Yeah, man. I don't know if someone accidentally left a SpongeBob sticker on the front of that camera or something, but that kid's eyes are glued to that yeah, lens. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like the little toy on top. Like, yeah. okay, look up here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she has extreme second wife energy. Like, she seems a lot younger than him. Well, she is. Here, I I looked up the ages. Uh, Michael Keaton in this film is 54, looking great. Michael Keaton's hot forever. Like, he's just hot. Yeah, Yeah. he is now 70, which is weird to think of. That is weird to think of. I'm sure he's also still hot. When was Birdman? How many years ago was that? That was 20... Four or five years ago? Well... No. No, or was that 2014? Oh my god, I thought it was more like 16. No, you're no, right. No, it might. No, I think it actually was later. It was 2014. 2014. Holy shit. Yeah. Ah, time. Yeah. Anyway, in this film, he is 54. His second wife, uh, the actress playing her, is 35. So he's about 20 years older than her. But then the first wife pops in. She's younger than the second wife. Shut actor. up. Yeah. Is she really? Yeah, she has a more mature appearance. That's the funny thing is the the second wife, I'm thinking, okay, pretty standard, like, movie second wife. She's, mm-hmm. like, young, clearly younger than him, hot, whatever. Um, age difference is it's fine. I just think, like, trophy-wise, mm-hmm. it's funny. But that's... You're, so then I feel like I'm expecting we're going to meet his first wife and maybe she's about his age. You know, just he's he had like a midlife crisis and was like, oh, man, got to turn her in for a younger model. No, his first wife's younger. A little bit younger. Yeah. In real life. But the woman he meets later, she is his age. OK. Though the one who becomes like the I guess the main female character. Later. Yeah. Not a love interest at not all. Not really. But no. They just kind of hang out. She's pr- her character's pretty pointless. There's her no characters there her. for plot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Michael Keaton goes off to work too. He works in a cement bunker. I can't it's think of real weird. Yeah, it looks like a place where uh, around the corner, two people have to stand on opposite ends of a door and enter a key at the same time in order to enter the nuclear like oh, warhead. Yeah. It seems like a government facility. It does seem very um, well prepared for a nuclear winter <laughs> kind of building. It's, yeah, it's very weird. Uh, but yeah, it's his like architecture office. I guess. And then he, so he shows it to work. He's all excited because he's gonna have a baby, and he has the secretary order a bunch of flowers. And the secretary's overly suspicious for some reason, which that never comes back. I know. But, I thought she was gonna be like a prominent character, yeah, but no, because he's just like, oh, ordered some like chocolates and flowers and blah blah. And the secretary's like, something. I know something's going on. I know something's up, something's and I'm gonna get to the fucking bottom of it. You wait. You wait, Michael Keaton. I'm gonna figure out why you're so fucking happy. Yeah. It's, it's and very. Never see her again. It, it's just a weird thing. Like, you're. His, I just feel like they would have a friendlier relationship where she's like, "Uh oh, what's going on? Like, something, something happened. Like, what's the good news?" Instead of like, "What are you doing, Michael? <laughs> I'm your secretary. I know everything about you. Something is wrong. It's very weird." So he gets home to his very white kitchen, which I wrote was very ahead of its time. Because like we've discussed many times on the podcast, kitchens during this time, we were all about Tuscany. Yeah, the Italian, the Tuscan kitchen with the pepper jars and tiles with like roosters on them (laughs) and like wrought iron everywhere. But this kitchen is pretty damn close to what's in style now where it's like white and very clean looking kitchen. I guess he is an architect, so. By the way, the lighting in this movie, and this does change as the movie goes on, but the beginning of this is lit like a laundry detergent commercial. (laughs) It's so bright. There are no shadows anywhere. Everything is just like Like key lights and fill lights everywhere. Yeah, everything's all filled in and Mm -hmm. it's very bizarre. Um, But, his wife doesn't, his second wife doesn't come home. No, and he's, he's waiting there. Yeah, and now he's getting, getting later nervous. and later. Yeah, and then some static stuff starts happening. Yeah. But, you know, whatever, fuck it. There's a fade, uh, there's like a clock, there's a shot of a clock on the wall that like, it's it's like a cutout of this clock that like 
moves across the screen. Oh yeah, it's like a giant clock chasing Michael Keaton. Yeah, run, Michael, run! Run, Michael, time is coming for you. <laughs> what a metaphor, time is coming for us all. Yeah, for real. <laughs> so then I think it kind of jumps to like a news report. So presumably this is a couple days later. Second wife, I don't even know her name. I know second wife, first wife, kid. I just know Michael Keaton. I don't know anyone's fucking names in this. Yeah, you don't even know Michael Keaton's name, do you? I don't know Michael Keaton. It's Michael Keaton. Yep. He's No, he's um John Rivers. You got I thought, it. I thought it was funny that his last name was Rivers, yeah, considering river. that apparently his second wife like slipped into a river, question mark, and she's missing. Anna. Anna, yes. So she is missing. Montage of like reporters and shit at his house. Then we see there's a spooky Jeep Wrangler or something <laughs> parked outside. It's a big man. There's a guy. They, it's, it's funny because I think they wanted this character to seem scary at first, but they picked the least intimidating man ever to play this well, guy. Well, what I was not expecting was the accent. That guy- The opened, accent is- Because Michael Keaton sees him waiting for him outside his work too. And he's like, why are you following me? And this guy just starts talking with a hey, British I'm accent. Not this. I'm so sorry, sir. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's his first line? He's, uh, he goes, he goes my, my goodness. My goodness. My, my goodness. Yeah, so yeah. Michael Keaton comes out and he's like, why the fuck are you sitting outside of my work in your Jeep? And this guy's like, oh, I'm so sorry, sir. I've been talking to your dead wife, sir. Please. I'm so sorry, sir. And he just, and the camera for some reason is spinning. Spinning around just them. 360. Like it goes around them four or five times. I feel like I'm watching fucking Crank or something. <laughs> yeah. And like he's, he's got to keep his heart rate up. But yeah. no, these two are just having a conversation on the side of the road. I guess yeah. about, it's Ian McNeese is the Ian actor. Ian McNeese, yeah. Where he's, I mean, he, I feel like he is a, I don't know off the top of my head shit he's in, but I recognized him. <laughs> From the Ace Ventura sequel? Dude, actually, no, I think I did recognize him from Ace Ventura when nature calls, but he's like in other stuff besides that. Let's give, to be fair, not just in Ace Ventura too. So it's just, the, the like spinny shot would have taken so long. And we're like, we didn't have to do this for this movie. Do you know what I mean? Like this, the scene, I don't even know if it calls for it, but we're doing it anyway. And it's just a lot um, happening at once. It, yeah, his accent is really good, though. He's just so, um, like, flustered. Yes. I think he's a very cute man, although I do think it's wild how quickly Michael Keaton trusts him, considering that this guy was just sitting outside of his house. You know what? I actually wrote down that he. I thought that he did a good job of convincing Michael Keaton that he was legit. The way that he talks to him when Michael Keaton's trying to just go back to work and he's like giving him his card and he's like, like you can throw it in a drawer, whatever. You don't have to look at it now. Just don't throw it away because there may come a time when like you become interested and curious and then you can call me. And just like the way he talked, I was like, okay, I can buy him. Well, he's not trying to sell him so hard. Yeah, on, yeah. Because he's telling Michael Keaton that your wife's so, dead. Your dead wife is talking to me. Mm -hmm. And right now, no one knows that she's dead yet. That's right. Yeah, he's yeah. he's saying like absolutely she is dead and she's been communicating with me. And so Michael takes this guy's card, goes back home, and I don't know, mourns by watching videos of his <laughs> wife's ass. Yeah, he's watching these home videos, which like, sure, that's what, but then the video he's watching is him with the camera. And being like, look at that. Yeah, zooming in on her ass and being like, that's the best part of this and chick he's right just here. watching this crying. Yeah, and then it's My like a sweet, ass. it's like a shot of Michael Keaton watching that and just like a sweet, like, yeah. like remembering good times. So like, oh, I'm gonna get in that later. It's, it's so great. I hope if anything happens to me, you watch videos of my my nice ass and you're just like, man, I miss that ass. I miss that ass. <laughs> <laughs> more dissolves, more dissolves. The police. I also wrote dissolves in all caps here. Yeah, there must have been a lot right yeah, here because we both wrote it down. Mm -hmm. The police now have found her body. She fell into the river and hit her head. And she so did. he decides, all right, I got to move to a new place, fairer. Yeah. I'm sure the memories associated with a place, you got to just get out of there. He moves into a like similarly a cavernous looking condo. It's like modern style. Yeah. I would not want to live at this new place. The, no. The, the lake house, that looks cool. The lake cool. house is cool. This has too much concrete This everywhere. is very concrete. 
And I don't, I don't like the idea of a, a, a condo where it's, like, narrow and you got to go upstairs for the space. I don't know. Yeah. And I, too much, like, all the large glass, um, basically walls. I feel like everyone can see your business. Yeah, right? I don't like it. I don't know. I'm naked way too often for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go, I missed it. <laughs> go, miss that ass. <laughs> He gets stuck in an elevator at work, by the way, with someone I'm assuming is like a superior. And then there's a, this, remember this guy, okay? Like the that. elevator door, so the elevator gets stuck and it's all dark and spooky and nothing really happens. And the doors open and there's a guy with a hard hat and a mustache who's like, are you guys good? <laughs> the guy who he gets stuck with though. Yeah, he's some kind of client or superior. <laughs> this guy is also unreasonably suspicious yeah. of like Michael Keaton having planned this power out. He's, He's like, like, oh, a- oh, this is the part where you tell me you need more money, huh? You're just fucking with me here. And Michael Keaton's like, no, dude, the elevator's, no, elevator's messing stuck. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this guy's like, oh, great. Oh, yeah, keep doing that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, keep doing that. He's- he yells, keep doing that at Michael Keaton. <laughs> yeah. Right, man. But yeah, so remember this random guy who when the elevator opens, this guy's yeah, like, super important. Good? Are you guys good? Fucking. Put a pin in that. <laughs> Um, goes home. He gets an incoming call from, from his dead Stel- second wife's cell phone. I wrote. I wrote something for this scene. Can What'd I you write? Oh, is it a is it a play? Yeah. Do you have a performance piece for us? What's up? So your hot second wife died, and you're crying when the phone rings. You answer it, and the voice is Jonathan. Never forget this ass. <laughs> you tell your son, and he say, "My stepmom is dead." Then who was phone? That was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You want to submit that for White Noise 3 since apparently there is a White Noise 2 starring Nathan Fillion made a mere two two years after White Noise. When was he in Firefly? Did he need to do White Noise 2? I would guess. it have been maybe right before Firefly? No, Firefly would have been. Was that early? That was earlier. Earlier and got canceled, right? Yeah. That got can. I That's, mean, Firefly I, did not blow up his career right away. That was more of a retrospective thing, I think. Oh, I see. Interesting. I think. Yeah. Anyway, he gets a message from his dead wife. We don't really hear. It's just noises, but I think she might say Jonathan. I don't know. So then he decides, all right, I'm going to go visit the character actor that was outside of my work, <clears throat> whose name is, oh, man, I don't remember his name. It starts with an R. Raymond Price. Raymond Price. So he goes to visit Raymond Price, and Raymond Price lives in this house that there's just, like, paper every, just, like, stacks of boxes and paper and, like, old film equipment everywhere. I wrote that looks like a LAN party. It does kind of like a land party. It's like they're going to get Halo going on the four TVs. Mm -hmm. There definitely is a land party going on at Raymond Price's house. Um, I'd land with that guy. What do you think he would have played? Raymond, he's an RTS guy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's he's rocking out with like StarCraft, but let's see, it's 2005. He's probably doing Warcraft 3, Reign of Terror, maybe some Frozen Throne with that expansion pack. You know, he's probably going to be right up in there with Dota when that comes out. He'll be... Uh, on the cutting edge of those, um, what are they called? And I, I don't, the mob ones that I don't. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Like Dota 2 and shit. I don't play those. They're real popular. Raymond explains that the dead contact him via EVP, which we read the definition of at the beginning of the movie or something. Thomas Edison quote. <laughs> um, then he shows him, he shows him what, what to me looked like someone's ex- experimental films where it's just footage of static and there's kind of images of people that fade in and out and they're creepy looking yeah this is these are all right but michael keaton instantly is like yeah mm -hmm, those are ghosts (laughs) i feel like he believes it so fast when it's like you could just edit those and play those for someone and be like i'm sure he wants to believe he wants to reach that's true he wants to yeah and like but also his missing wife has been all over the news. Like, this guy could so easily yeah. be like, oh, and her name is whatever. <laughs> and, oh, she died in a river because that also was on the news. He anyway. does say he's not a medium. Yes. But that they speak to him through these staticky sh- shit. Right. He, I, also, he also says something about, like, you have to record it and watch it and later. And play it back. So it's not live. It's not live. It's not real-time communication. Correct. So yeah. basically that implies, like, if he gets a phone call and it's 
he hears his dead wife. He can't like talk. He can't just talk to her on the phone. Yeah. Pretty much. I don't know how important that is. I don't really know either. I think it's just so they can't like interact. I don't I really guess. Know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't really know if this movie cares that much either. <laughs> um, The recording. He, so uh, Raymond plays back a recording and it's it's Jonathan's Michael Keaton's wife. And she says, find him. And that's that's it. And there also was a lady there who we mentioned earlier. Sarah Tate. Sarah Tate. Okay. So she says she had a fiance who promised that if anything happened to him or vice versa, like they would tell each other, they'd find a way to tell each other if the af- if there's an afterlife. And it was like how they thought it was. And uh, apparently Raymond played her recording that said Sarah, yes. And that reminded me of, of, of Houdini and his wife. They had a similar deal uh throughout their lives that if because they were both skeptics and they made a promise to each other that if they one of them died they would find a way to contact the other through like a medium or otherwise and they had a a secret code that only the two of them knew so if anything would happen the medium would be able to tell them like oh they're telling me and it was like really random series oh you want to do that too yeah okay we can come up with a code and not tell anyone just in case well, now everyone knows. Fuck. That's called a hot reading. <laughs> they all know butt sauce. All right, we'll come up with something else. And then if if someone says butt sauce, you can know that it's like a demon or some shit. That's true, yeah. 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 But I believe that, yeah, she never uh, heard from... Oh, he died first? Yes. Yeah. I believe so. Oh, yeah. Because he, he got punched. Yeah, he got punched. Yeah. Yeah, don't... I guess don't... Um, have a reputation as the guy who can like get punched in the stomach a bunch and be fine because yeah. then someone will like do it when and you're not die. ready for it <laughs> yeah that sucks yeah it died in detroit oh yeah yep detroit's own detroit's own yeah. <laughs> punched in the stomach harry houdini hey want to talk to you about our sponsor this week hello fresh so let's say you are getting really into this hot new thing called evp where you're communicating with the dead through radio waves tv static etc and you've gotten so consumed with this that you've gone and bought a bunch of tvs and you keep forgetting that you also need to do things like make yourself food well do i have a solution for you HelloFresh is america's number one meal kit it's gonna save you so much time both in food prep and in grocery trips HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items to choose from every week from vegetarian meals and calorie smart choices to extra special gourmet options very fancy james and i obviously love using HelloFresh. it saves so much time so much stress especially during this time of year because not only is it getting towards halloween so we're super busy but obviously this is when the ghosts are most active in all of the EVP channels. It's the spookiest time of year, so lots going on. So if you want to try HelloFresh, you can go to HelloFresh.com slash DeadMeat14 and use code DeadMeat14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. One more time, that's HelloFresh.com slash DeadMeat14 and use code DeadMeat14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. HelloFresh. Our other sponsor this week is Blender's Eyewear. Yes, I love the fact that Blender's is both affordable and very stylish. I mentioned that they are affordable because I lose sunglasses all the time. So I've kind of given up on buying quote-unquote nice sunglasses so it's it is great that these are still very nicely made and yet you're not gonna be the most sad when you inevitably lose them (laughs) they have so many styles too i had a really hard time picking they have every possible frame style and color you could ever possibly imagine lots of really cool weird ones too and they don't just have sunglasses they also have prescription glasses reading glasses and blue light glasses if you want to check out blenders eyewear you can get 15 percent off your blenders purchase by visiting blenderseyewear.com and using the promo code Dead Meat VIP. That's BlendersEyewear.com. Code Dead Meat VIP for 15% off. Blenders rocked with pride worldwide. Our last sponsor this week is Kamakoto Knives. Yes, 
the horror podcast finally getting a knife sponsorship. <laughs> but these are Japanese steel kitchen knives. They're incredibly gorgeous knives. They're made using traditional techniques from Japan, exclusively steel sourced from mills in Japan. These are made using techniques that have basically been handed down for generations. Each knife comes in a really pretty heavy ash wood box. So if you're looking for gift ideas, these already come in a really, really nice box that you're also not just gonna throw away right away. Each knife gets individually inspected and they come with a lifetime guarantee because Kamakoto is so confident about the quality of their knives. I'm personally excited to try using these. I'm not a good cook at all. I'm terrified of the kitchen. It is an area in life where I do not excel at all. I've always been very bad at cooking. Cutting stuff especially makes me nervous because I feel like there's so many wrong ways to do it. I'm excited to try getting better at cooking, preparing food with these. I do feel that maybe sometimes it can be discouraging to try and learn something when you're not using the right tools. These definitely, I think, are going to give me a leg up here. <laughs> Kamakoto is having a big sale right now, so you can get an extra $50 off any purchase that you make on kamakoto.com DM using the discount code DM. That's Kamakoto, K-A-M-I-K-O-T-O.com slash DM, $50 off any purchase you make. All right, let's get back to the show. Okay, I just write, there's an aggressive wipe to the next scene. I don't know what it was, but it must've been wild enough for me to write it down. Was this when he sees all the mean ghosts or hears all the mean no, ghosts? No, that's later. That's oh. after he, um, he, I think he sets up a bunch of recording shit at home. He hears, this is the first time he hears the word Susie. And, oh no, he is back at Raymond's because I have that Raymond is playing stuff back on Winamp. I yeah. love, oh, okay, that is a thing I love about this is all the shots of like the early 2000s computer UI. Yeah. I, you know, even back then, I hated seeing this because I was a fucking nerd on computers and I would be watching these movies and be like, that's not how it fucking looks. However, it is funny. He does have like on the right side of his screen is like Winamp with the sound waves and on the left side is like real media player. Yeah. <laughs> like, Although that's a, a weird thing is like those programs are proprietary. And so um, I worked on a movie. It was the, I think it was Ides of March when I was on it. There were scenes where there was stuff on characters' computers and you can't like use something that is obviously like i don't know itunes or something yeah so the graphics department would make fake so like yeah and they always look shitty i yeah <laughs> but i just think that that's a fun little tidbit about making movies that's why every ui on a computer in a movie looks weird and fake it's because yeah. it is um I love how he mentions, Raymond mentions, I had to save them on the computer hard drive. <laughs> In the computer. Oh, okay. So as he's listening to, so Raymond, okay. Raymond goes, okay, if you want to re-listen to this recording, just hit this button. I'm going to go make tea or whatever. And so- yeah, he's British. He is British. Michael Keaton is sitting there listening and, okay, cool. There's some stuff from his dead wife. And all of a sudden the lights flicker and there's just a guy screaming. He's like, the, bastard. There's just the loudest noise you've ever heard. The The sound waves are red for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Like within the, the program, they're all red. Like the program knows like these are evil sound waves. And then Raymond runs back in He's and like, just oh, is like, oh, I'm delete. sorry. I was watching pieces. <laughs> and he goes, uh, oh, just uh, delete this one. He just kind of deletes that. Yeah, he's like, oh, you, uh, you just. Uh, there's, and he basically says, there's, there's naughty ghosts out there. There's, there's bad naughty ghosts, and um, doesn't elaborate further. And then he pours out some drinks for him and Michael Keaton, and just cheers. <laughs> All right. Then he dies. Yeah, we. The next day, <laughs> Michael Keaton gets a call from Raymond, which. Is that not Raymond then? This is not really... I don't know. I was on my phone during this part. This yeah, was when the movie were. was like, ah, this sucks. In retrospect, this part doesn't get super explained. And again, yeah, maybe... Yeah, that's some... because... Okay, here, let me read you the Wikipedia thing. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, one paragraph. A woman named Sarah Tate, who also came to Raymond for his EVP work because she lost her fiance, befriends Jonathan. Great. Next paragraph. Raymond is found dead. Jonathan begins, that's it. Oh, okay. Raymond is found dead. Well, what happens is Raymond, or, or Michael Keaton gets a call from Raymond that's like, hey, come on over. 
XO. <laughs> and so Michael Keaton goes over and oops, Raymond's house, the front door's open, all the lights are off, and there's just shit everywhere. That EVP room is fucked up, stuff's tipped do we, over. Do we know what happened to this? No. <laughs> but it must have been the, must have been that the, guy. the naughty ghosts or that guy. Well, the, the guy is acting on behalf of the naughty ghosts who are actually apparently demons. Yeah, because there's three of them. And they, that this is the first time we see the outline of these three silhouettes on the what TV the and static. Stupid shit. I think the three silhouettes, if we left it at that, are a creepy thing and are, are creepy imagery. And I like, like, I was, I was intrigued by the three silhouettes. Yeah, did you like when they came to life in the end and beat the shit out of Michael This is Keaton. another, okay. <laughs> there was another moment where I yelled, we're not supposed to see this. <laughs> Other instance of that is in, um, fuck, which nightmare? Freddy's dead. Yeah. When we see how he becomes Freddy Krueger. We're not supposed to see this. <laughs> it looks so bad. Oh, at one point, uh, Michael Keaton goes to a blind psychic just in a random ass scene and she's like, you can't be fucking with EVP. There's no constraints on it. It's unregulated. It's like the internet back then. Yeah, I like the um kind of through line of the strife in the supernatural community between mediums and EVP enthusiasts. Yeah. Like they it seems like there's some community drama that they need to work on. There's maybe some factions here. But yeah, this medium is like, oh, you've been using EVP. Like don't do that. We've trained f for years. We are licensed psychics. Yeah. And you can't be going to these friggin' bootleg back alley mediums. Especially because Michael Keaton is is gonna get some mean messages. And he finds out Raymond was getting mean messages too from these very naughty ghosts. Cause he goes through Raymond's old records and he looks at these transcriptions and they're all like, rotten hell, fuck you pig, fuck you. Bastard pig, right? I mean, say it's basically Reagan, Reagan type messages from the exorcist. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Also that medium, if she looks familiar, it's because she was in Final Destination 2. That scene came on, and I was like, I know who, I, I've seen this woman before. She was the mean lady in Final Destination 2 who got killed when the airbag went off and pushed her head onto a spike. Michael Keaton now has like a full blown command center in his house. More montage dissolve as he's plugging in all these TVs. Just jump scare. There's just jump scares. Like, that's the thing is this movie is, does not live up to the scariness promise of the trailer. God, there's so many fucking jump scares and these are the the kind of jump scares and this is the kind of horror movie that gives the genre such a bad <laughs> reputation in terms of how it's trying to elicit scares from you because i can't think of many jump scares in this that didn't feel just really cheap mm -hmm. and possibly even a result of they put this thing together and the studio is like this is really fucking boring and they just edited in some jump scares and posts because some of them are so just not prompted by anything and not reacted to. It's like, with, it'll be like within a montage, there's like a yeah a jump and it's just, it, it makes no fucking sense. At this point, he's neglecting his son. Yeah, his, don't forget he has a kid. Yeah, and his kid is coming <laughs> over, getting getting some dad time, but the dad just like puts him in another room while he's sitting there watching, like staring at static. And like, okay. I know that he probably really liked his second wife. Yeah, he really like I'm sure her, he you know? and, and she, she he loved that ass. He loved that ass, and she was pregnant. Yeah, yeah. But, I I had in my notes the <laughs> the medium that he saw was gonna be like, I'm seeing someone. She had a great ass. <laughs> I'm sure like he liked her a lot. But he's got a whole ass kid. He's got a kid. Who's like, who really needs to be raped? This isn't like a teenager no, who's like, okay, you're your own person formative now. Formative years. Formative like... years. Neglecting this kid for his his second wife. And I, again, I don't mean to belittle the relationship of a second spouse. But it spouse. just seems like priority. Exactly. exactly. It just seems so like I, it would make more sense to me movie wise if like it were even flipped where his kid got killed. And he, he I would, think like, they should have killed the kid. They, you one, almost thought they were when I they were they leaving were in the beginning. To, yeah. yeah, and then like his relationship with his wife falls apart because he's trying to contact his dead kid and and this talk to the them. Other I don't know. It's weird, so weird thing where so when the when the second wife leaves in the beginning, the last time we see her, she's with his kid. Like yeah. they both leave together. So presumably this kid was with 
her when she got abducted. No, no, no. She like dropped him off somewhere, and then she like that's the thing. This this movie doesn't explain a lot. She oh, just she was okay. So together. the kid wasn't there for the accident. No, because he he calls her friend later and is like, "You guys must be having a really good time. Just have her call me." Oh, so okay. she must have dropped the kid off somewhere, maybe at the mom's house, and then Great. went and very out. important things but I was okay I thought the kid was there the entire time and I'm like time to ask those kids some questions because he saw some stuff I'm surprised that there's never a thing about Michael Keaton having been a suspect which like yeah yeah when your second wife disappears you're a suspect. this is a pre-gone girl era <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, oh man all right there's another jump sc- I, I just write there's a truck horn jump scare Jesus I hate this oh, shit yeah. that's my notes because mm-hmm. that's thing is this movie is so boring and very slow and honestly pretty quiet it's just these very long quiet montages and all of a sudden there's a jump scare like on motive and it just i compared it to the feeling of being awake for 24 hours and then drinking an espresso where like you still feel fucking exhausted but the espresso makes you like phase into another plane <laughs> like another dimension it just is the worst grossest feeling that's how watching this felt like i was so bored but also i was in full fight or flight the entire time because of all the jump scares <laughs> i was miserable all right so there's also some weird ass fucking transitions where like michael keaton will be standing there and then will glitch away and it'll cut to like a different scene of stuff on the TV or a something. A lot he, of like, this glitches. movie was made in post, it feels yeah. like. It's so bizarre, dude. Yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah. This whole time, by the way, he's also been channeling messages where there's, like, a ghost saying something about Susie and, like, who the fuck's Susie? And then... So he goes to what looks to me like Don Draper's house <laughs> and he meets this woman named Susie and tells her, like, I've been getting messages from this ghost that's been saying, like, Susie, smile. And so this woman starts crying and is like, oh, my God, my grandma passed away. And she basically, there's this whole, I don't feel like. I don't think we need to fucking it. talk about this scene even. Yeah. It just, it's it, the, the, the revelation is my grandma just died two days ago. He's been getting messages for, about her for, like, a week. For a week. So he's been getting messages before she died, which makes no sense. Yeah, because the thing that we learn in the end, I guess, is that, uh, not even in the end, it's about to be reinforced by the scene when he discovers the car accident lady, but uh, apparently his dead second wife, Anne, Anna, is sending him messages about people who are still alive in an effort for him to prevent some tragedy and save their lives yeah so she can apparently send him images from the future so like he can see the images of like a woman trapped in a car before the car accident ever happens and i thought it was going to be revealed that it was never his wife yeah and that it was like a malevolent spirit but it is his wife and also Also, there's these like these mean Mean ghosts. Mean ghosts. Because, yeah, she sends him to, like, Willow Avenue, and he doesn't know what that is, but he goes there, yeah, he finds a car, car crashed with a woman inside who jump scares up at the window. Yeah, jump scares. Ah. And then is like, save my baby! Yeah. And he takes the baby out, and then the editing's weird because he's, like, working on getting the baby out, and then a power line thing falls. It makes the weight. <laughs> it, like, then you see that he is, like, some distance away holding the baby, but it looks like this power thing just, just fell down on him and roll him. credits yeah <laughs> we also see some three three silhouettes fly away from the oh yeah i kind of like because they're like shadows on the ground but it's like cool. what are they doing did they cause yeah, the car did they crash? like flip the car over? i don't uh, i don't know yeah it turns out that this lady who had the car crash and is dead now she died he saved the baby uh, he goes to her funeral. There's like five funerals in this fucking There's movie. A, he goes to so many funerals. There's more funerals in this movie than the whole Nightmare franchise. There's a lot of funerals in the... Although I, I suspect, I think one, the graveyard at the end, it looked like the Nightmare... It looked like Hollywood forever a little bit. <laughs> so he goes to the funeral of this stranger. I mean, he did save the baby and her now with The very cute baby, I <laughs> yeah. will say. We He's both were like, oh. Yeah. Very cute uh, baby. That woman's widower, the, the husband of that baby is like, hey, listen, thanks for saving my baby, but I don't care that my wife was into that shit. Get away from me and leave me alone. Cause yeah, because Michael say, Keaton is like, hey, you can talk to your wife yeah. uh, at my friend Raymond's house. <laughs> He's dead too, but don't worry about don't it. Don't worry about it. And yeah, so we're like, wait, what? Carol, be- like we thought we missed something. Yeah, because he was like, I know Carol believed in that shit, but get away from me. 
hmm, weird. But we we do learn the context of this later. But first, it's this kind of montage of Michael Keaton being a ghost superhero. It's just him realizing I can use ghost messages to save people. And um, no, we don't. There's not a montage of him like acting on that. It's him like setting stuff up. I thought. Well, whatever. Okay. Um, (laughs) No, like that. That's a better movie. Is like this. This all gets learned in like Act One, and then he Act Two is him like saving people. Yeah. And then somehow it turns out, oh no, it's all part of a nefarious plan or some shit. Right. By like saving people, he actually was setting up something really. Yeah. I don't know. He's actually saying they're all Nazis. The ones he saved. Turns out, oops, all Nazis. (laughs) We we then learn though that. This woman who he, the baby, he, like the, the woman who's in the car and basically every other random ass person that he has like seen via ghost, like they all at some point had visited Raymond and had been using EVP to talk to people and stuff. And we see, so. So is that why the demons are killing them then? I. Because they were trying to hop on in that supernatural telephone. I and, don't really know. I don't understand. Like, I I don't, like, in retrospect, I could not tell you what the, like, why they all had to be visiting Raymond. Yeah. To Because. We, we see there's Sarah Tate. yeah there's this like running thing it's like on the news in the background there's this woman who's this missing so named dumb. mary freeman yeah and we so he sees like wait a minute there's this missing woman on the news and oh mary Fre- she was seeing raymond oh she's it's she's so fucking important to this movie she's all of a sudden the most important even thing. though our introduction to her has been like oh the kid was flipping through the channels and there was a news report about like missing woman mary freeman right it's like that and like a news article that he's flipping through it's like no 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 that can't be an important part of your fucking movie when you didn't even take the the, the effort to point it out better yeah he brings Sarah Tate, bookstore lady, to his command center, which is at his house. Uh, they're looking for stuff on these tapes about Mary Freeman, I think. But then they see uh, what's coming through the static. It's an image of Sarah, yeah. bookstore lady, which is a creepy That's thing. creepy. You seeing yourself yeah. in static doing something like, that you've never pain. done before. She's yeah. like, it hurts. She's like, Jonathan, it hurts. Or yeah. Something. And so, all right. So... so. I don't get why they decide to go to a hotel. This is my favorite and weird and scene. just like fucking put her to sleep with drugs. Yeah, he <laughs> he. I guess to like try to prevent whatever happens from happening, he goes with Sarah to yeah. Is it a hotel or is it a apartment? I think it's her oh, apartment. No, it is her place because she's go- got the picture of her and her yeah, dead yeah, fiance. Okay. It's just her. her it place, just looks like a hotel. It looks like a hotel. Yeah. yeah. So he brings her to her apartment and, yeah, puts her to bed and gives her sleeping pills. And I'm just thinking, like, is it going to be that he kills her on accident? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, so she falls asleep. He, I, I just wrote, I'm so fucking bored and infuriated at how loud this movie gets. That's my note here. He leaves for two seconds. He goes to the bathroom and comes back and she's standing on the balcony. It's like it's fucking like Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> she, and she, she jumps and... <laughs> No, she just like falls back, right? Yeah, she does. Yeah. She kind of just falls back and like um it's the most green screen looking <laughs> fall. It like you can Well no, see. there's the green screen when he uh steps out on the balcony too. Yeah, when he's and establishes around. that shot because he like looks down, I A think. A lot of green screen yeah. happening. Yeah. yeah. yeah there, I mean you can see the green kind of reflected on <laughs> them, you know? Especially when she's falling and it's the motion blur. We're mm-hmm. getting some kind of chroma key there. Yeah, so more dissolves. Again, why is Michael Keaton not a suspect oh, yeah. for anything happening in this movie? Because that's what I thought was going to happen because that one they police officer keeps showing up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That... And it just, I don't know. It just seems weird that Michael Keaton is not a suspect and that's not part of the plot, really. And she's brought to the hospital. Apparently, Michael Keaton is her closest loved one, so that's sad. Oh, yeah, There's no one else who cares about this lady except random dude she met at an EVP guy's house like a week ago. <laughs> and so she's she is still alive, but she's pretty fucked up. And in the hospital, but that's when she says, like, it Jonathan, it hurts like she did on the tapes. Mm-hmm. So when Michael Keaton goes home, his house is all fucked up. Like, it looks like it's been turned inside out. Also, where's his kid? 
We haven't seen this kid in this a kid's long probably time. With the, his mom. Yeah. The mom was probably like, okay, it's you're just done. So, like, you're why done does he have a kid there. in this? I don't know. Because the hun. kid is, there's no reason at all for there to be a kid in this. There's not a reason for there to be a kid or a first wife. This could have just been his, his wife. wife. I mean, she was his wife, but like I'm but saying, there's yeah, no like need for the, wife and... the previous marriage and kid. Yeah, why? Right? Yeah, no, I don't think anything changes. I don't think that, yeah. It's, why? So, why is that kid there? I, I guess at the very end, there's like a little moment with the kid. I wonder like, if that's it's not just at the end, they were like, shit, we need characters to like react to stuff that happens to Michael Keaton. It's bad. He sees some more shit on one of the many TVs in his house. He sees like a river and a bridge. He recognizes it, so he drives there. Um, after it's where his wife's body was found, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, there he goes into the wettest building <laughs> of all time. Yeah. It's just this. It looks like the this building looks like where um. Jack's got his arms ripped off in the new Mortal Kombat movie. Oh. <laughs> this kind of like empty concrete building with this very large like opening down the middle of it. And yeah, it's a Saw movie all of a sudden. Everything is very blue and green and yep. there's tarp everywhere. And he's walking around. He finds a table of torture instruments. This would have been right after Saw came out, one, but it's yeah. just weird how quickly the visual style just becomes a Saw movie, and there's a guy there. There's just a dude there. Well, there's Mary, too, the missing woman. She's tied up in a chair. That's right. Mary Freeman from the news, the very, the very important, important character. missing yep. woman is yep. there. And then that also, did you guys remember earlier in this movie when the elevator broke down and a guy was like, hey, you guys okay? You guys good? Uh... Remember when we told you to remember that guy? Turns out he's the big bad guy. Turns out he's the villain. Like, he, that guy got less screen time than Roy Burns. Oh, for sure. Like, this movie. Roy Burns had some lingering camera shots to establish suspicion. Yeah, this guy, James, did, like, forgot he existed. I somehow remembered him. And was like, oh, that's the guy from his work. And you had no idea what I was talking about. Luckily, they flash back and show you they do. the second and a half the guy was in the movie beforehand. Fucking why? I know. Why? It's not, it's just unnamed construction. And this guy there. killed his wife. He killed Michael Keaton's yeah, wife. He killed Michael Keaton's wife. She didn't slip. He like killed her. He like bashed her head on the rocks by the river. Yeah. Yeah, apparently. What? Because he's following the demons. Because the three ghosts who are kind of standing up. Yeah, they've the... got like a fucking, uh, uh, what are the Muppets? Oh, like, uh, 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 Waldorf. Fuck, what are their names? Statler and Waldorf. Yeah, they've got like a Statler and Waldorf seat yeah. up there in like the, the box office. Yeah, they have a little like, box seat where yeah. they can heckle them. Yeah, it's so weird. Also, we keep seeing his ghost wife who's like, Jonathan, run. She's trying to warn him and get him to run away, but it's too late. She kind of uh, fucked up there, although he wasn't really listening to her. She could have done something better, more. She could have. She, yeah, I have notes for how she handled this whole thing. Because, <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, so after the villain who we've seen once, this guy with a mustache explains that these ghosts are telling him to kill people. It was their idea. There's a CGI ghost fight. Those three demons fucking swoop in and beat the shit out of Michael Keaton. It looks like shit. And it's... they they kill him. They kill Michael Keaton. Mm -hmm. These three demons. He gets killed by like, it's like Dementors and it's 2005 CGI. So I think worse than average CGI for the time. This it it's bad. It's bad to look at. There it's man. And they like they push him down. They a push hole. him. To, yeah, they push him down the like center of that building, kind of. And yeah. then we just see Michael Keaton's crumpled body. He's just all fucking dead. And then the construction guy goes to kill Mary and then gets shot a whole bunch by a SWAT yeah, team. That just the guy with the mustache just gets shot the fuck. He gets like riddled with bullets in his back by the cops. And they look down and they see like just dead as fuck Michael Keaton. He's got the, the, the patented person who fell to their death leg bend. Where yes, their leg is yeah, bent. yeah, exactly. 
Um, cut to Michael <laughs> Keaton's funeral. The funeral scene! And Michael Keaton's kid is there staring right into the camera. Sarah's there too in a wheelchair now because of her fall. That's right. Yeah, she did live. So good for her. Good for her. Although she ends up hearing spooky voices. Yeah. And that's all that she gets. Yeah. We, um, we... <laughs> Yeah, the kid hears his dad the through the radio. The, okay, yeah, so the kid's in the backseat of a car with his mom, and I'm assuming the mom's assuming dad. Her, no, I, I thought it was her new husband. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like her dad. No, no, I think it's her new husband. Okay, whatever. I, don't, we don't know, whatever. It doesn't it does not <laughs> matter. Again, kid spiking the camera, and the radio turns on, there's static, and there's like some, you know, voice that clearly sounds like Michael Keaton, and she... The, like, I'm sorry. the mom looks back at the kid, and this kid just has this look on his face like he pooped his. <laughs> yeah, that kid definitely. That fucking kid dookie. definitely made boom boom in his pants, and it it's just that face, you know, and like a baby just all of a sudden is like, hmm, and you know that they're just loaded up with shit. That's what this kid looks like, and then the movie just ends kind of after this kid poops his pants. No, you. There's the static image showing Jonathan and Anna together. Oh, that's right. They're together to now they're together in, in, the TV. in the TV. And then Carol there's, Ann is gonna tune in and talk yeah. To them. Then there's like a PSA on the screen about threatening ghosts. It's like a text PSA about EVP <laughs> and how some ghosts are mean. <laughs> Fuck, this movie was bad. It's so bad. Um, I don't know what else to really say about it. Um, I can't believe it made as much money as it did. I wonder if it's just because that trailer genuinely was pretty freaky. That was the trailer and then the fact that There's since it was January, there was nothing else out. Yeah. Yeah. So. But we, it is funny to then make the connection that like the new Scream movie's coming out in January. Like that's a big release soon that's coming out in January next thanks year. So thanks a lot, White Noise. <laughs> what a weird thing. I can't believe that that had, like the fact that it had a, I don't know if it was the legacy section on Wikipedia. It had like a impact legacy type section on Wikipedia. And I was like, okay, what are we doing? <laughs> Fuck. I don't know if I ever want to watch that second one. What does that second one have? I wouldn't be surprised if it had more than seven. I I bet it does have more. White noise two, two thousand seven. Made pretty seventy five percent. Holy on shit. Rotten Tomatoes. Out of what like fucking four reviews? That's a good. That does make a difference. Let's see how many reviews there were of this film. Seventy five. Uh, six positive reviews, two rotten reviews. So okay. okay. Take Still, that with a, but know, that is kind of uh, maybe white noise is the Annabelle series of the early 2000s, right? Like they just are gonna keep getting better as we make more of them. I'll probably never watch it again. I can't imagine what context would have us watching this again. Watch it fucking happen for some it, reason, dude. I bet it like now that we put it out there, we're gonna end up watching it again for some reason. Ugh. have you seen it? Let us know what you think. <sighs> Some people, you know, every movie out there, someone loves. Yeah, that's no matter what true. movie it is, it has someone who loves it, and if that's you, that's fine. It is a weird thing to have watched this movie that in my head, the trailer for was so scary that I then also like I knew it wasn't a good movie, um, but just associating it with the trailer, it just seemed like this weird unknown element in my life, you yeah. know. And now I've seen it, and it's not scary. So there's that. It's <laughs> part of growing up, hon. That's part of being an adult, I guess. <laughs> All right. Next week, we have something really, really fun. What is it? Our friend Joey Clift is coming over. Oh, yeah. And we're going to talk about wrestling and <laughs> horror. Horror and wrestling have such a crossover audience, like a very large crossover audience. And lots of wrestlers have been in horror movies. Lots of wrestlers have had horror themes. We're going to talk about all that stuff with wrestling expert Joey Clift. Yeah, he who literally is the reason I watch wrestling today. That's true. He invited us. When was that? Like, that was Royal Rumble, January 2019. Yeah, we he invited us over to watch Royal Rumble, and we had a great time, and we just kind of started watching wrestling. Yeah. So that was, yeah, cool. 
We'll have to remind him of that fact when he's here next week. That's yeah. so crazy. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And All later right. that year, we went to SummerSlam. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And just like uh, WWE half a year later. should send him a check <laughs> in the mail. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was offered a writing job with WWE. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> Joey's great. All right. Joey's great. That'll be a lot of fun. But until next week. Oh, social media. Oh, yeah. Dead Meat James on Twitter, Instagram, and the talk. Over a hundred thousand followers already. That's thanks to Spork. Wow. Running that TikTok. And I am at Carebeck, C-A-R-E-B-E-C-C on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, and feel free to email deadmeatpod at gmail.com with your thoughts about the podcast. You know, honey. I hear Lucy outside. Oh, she's she hears us wrapping up. She wants her pets. I hear so many people uh, and see so many comments saying they're... Oh, there isn't anything there. <gasps> it's a ghost. White noise. Uh, yeah, I see so many people commenting that they're so happy the podcast is back. So Good. You know I'm glad that... people are happy the podcast is Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that uh, you all like the stupid shit we do week to week. Yeah, we'll see how white noise does. This, I mean, this was our first movie back where it was like we're just gonna review a shitty movie. Yeah, I don't. We haven't done like a. Well, shitty there'd be like a House of Wax type thing, just yeah, like this yeah. random movie that's not new. It's not Those really. Those are often people's favorite episodes. Some so. people like them, so we'll see. I, I, yeah, this was a fun time. Yeah, great, cool. So until next week, I'm Chelsea, and I'm James, and. The- Let's do that again. You do it. Uh, Till next week, I'm James. I'm Chelsea, and this has been the Dead Meat Podcast.